Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. So, well, as a, having spent this much time in the trades, you know, are you seeing more women move through the trades? Have you, is it, how, I mean, your perspective, what's your perspective on women in the trade? I am actually very surprised. Now, I don't get out much because it's not like you're working for a contractor where you're all over the place. Maybe there's multiple trades on a job site, but we do hire, we've built many, many new buildings and we hire a number of contractors. The thing that amazes me is I get why a lot of women won't go into regular electrical. Mm-hmm. I found it very interesting and I really liked it, but lifting a hundred pound panel when you're five foot two is it's not practical. Mm-hmm. And so I can see that. there's there's just physical things. It was the same problem in the nuclear industry. You're dealing with, you know, ot cable and giant connections and it, it tears your hands apart over time. So, but the thing I've never really understood is there's very few women that go into limited energy. Yeah. There's now I see on the apprentice list that there's women going into data into B, mm-hmm. but fire is a really really good job because you can kind of uh, focus on programming or design. You can still string wire and mount equipment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flexibility, but for the most part, the equipment's not brutally heavy. Right. You know, that's a good point. I, I never I'm, thought about that. It, well, and it's just because for me, I really liked power distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to do all the calculations for arc flash and all that. But I realized that just from a practical point of view, you know, I'm not that big, and if if you you wear out, I mean, even the guys wear out mm-hmm. over time, but. I could see where there's some reluctance there. And I've only honestly met a handful of women electricians in Oregon. The union has some yeah, yeah. more so. There's um, not as many as I thought there would be either. No. And I've, and I've instructed now for like right? nine or 10 years. So I've seen, you know, each class goes through, they're gonna go through my class and right. usually. And so I see the percentage of women, it's very low. It's much lower than I would like it to be. Have you seen it increase? I have seen it increase. Well, that's that's encouraging. And, and I, But I have, in this particular lot of students, I have one female student right now, one. Now, is that for LEA, LEB, mm-hmm. or LEA. just all of them? Yeah, yeah. it's. And, and, then, and this is an early class, but still, this mm-hmm. is the sec, usually the second class people go through. And, yeah, she's she's uh, she's bright. She's really good. Uh, yeah. She's also from California, and she's and she's a single mom with a couple mm-hmm. of kids mm-hmm. and working her way through it. Uh, I kind of gave her a nickel tour of our facility, but I didn't. I couldn't. I, I couldn't spend nearly as much time as I wanted to. And then the next day, I was planning on doing what we call a download. I have a simplex system, so I have to download my right. nodes. And uh, then everything went to. Everything went sideways on us, and we, I was unable to do that. And she happened to be up at the hospital. She's got a medical thing going on with her with a family member. So it's it's you know I I really wanted to to uh, be able to do some you know kind of field instructing, yeah. and it's just mm-hmm. everything. Sometimes you get a perfect storm of, of stuff. In like George Fox, when you're the one person and you have all these different buildings, I have a crew of folks that I work with. Okay, but um, there's really only one other troubleshooter mm. technician that so there's really two of us that maintain all the fire alarm stuff 
and then there are several people to maintain, you know, to do the inspection and test on it, but they're not maintenance folks. Like I can't send them out to handle no. certain aspects mm-hmm. of it, and this is not their job. No, not really. Uh, and so mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, it, it boils down to having a lot of, of square footage and a lot of devices and just a few people. And so we have to maximize our time. And if you're if you're programming and, and we don't install, you know, we may install small onesie twosies, but we but we are either programming or troubleshooting or correcting and or moving forward because it's a hospital, you've got the this constant you you must be compliant. Right. Like you cannot not be compliant. That's yeah. just not happening. It can't happen. And I've worked there twice. So when I was there earlier, I saw, when I walked into it, the place was a complete shambles. It was a complete mess. And now it's dialed in. We know what we're doing. You know, I can, you know, you still have this a lot of work, but I don't mind walking into a situation where I know I have a lot of things to do because I like to keep myself busy. Keep busy. But, uh, you know, you sometimes you just, you get to, like tonight. It's my Friday night because I work four tens, and yeah. I, and I, I guess get done. I'm like, Smart. what the hell did I do this week? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, it goes. Do I really get anything done? I know, you know? a list. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I make huge lists, and I look back at them. I don't even remember half the time. Me wow, either. I got that much done. Wow. When I was an ops manager at Performance, uh, I had a windowless office that the CEO used to have, okay. and I, I took it over, and it was, it was a blessing to be able to shut the door. I had four whiteboards, big whiteboards. Okay. And I would write on them all. It was like a beautiful mind kind of thing. Yeah, would, yeah. People would come in and they go, oh my God, what's wrong with this place? I'm like, that's my memory. <laughs> that, that's Don't it. erase it. <laughs> and then there'd be times when um, I have erased all the boards. Start over. And people would come mm-hmm. in and go, are, are you are you okay? And I'm like, it's, it's just, it's just the, the way it works. <laughs> yeah, And uh, now it. it's sticky notes on my desk. There's a million sticky notes that- Everywhere. That are, yeah, and, and there's electronic ways to do that, but honestly- I know. I, I see that. There's people, I, I finally went to spreadsheets. I'm a compulsive spreadsheet maker. <laughs> And it's becoming a mental disorder. It is. And the, I get the same thing. The I guys don't know where, like, to, where to keep stuff anymore. Like, what's with you and all the color coding? I mean, that's my brain. Yeah. But really, there's days when the brain is really a pound of hamburger that you just threw on the floor. Really hard. <laughs> it has a sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, and that, I, I think that's another thing why certain people do better in this trade mm-hmm. than others. It, and I, it's just been that way ever since I've been in it, is it's always a multitude of issues, especially if you don't have a huge staff and everybody yeah. specializes. And you. You're the jack of all trades. You're it. Yeah. And it might or be- Or the Jacqueline of all trades, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it might be at two in the morning. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I generally take being on call just because I can go back to sleep. It doesn't bother me. Whereas mm-hmm. some people just really can't do it. They don't do well. But it's been that way ever since, you know, the but 30 years ago with this. And there's been times when I've had to get dressed and go down there. We live, you know, what, 15, 20, 15 miles away, I guess. Yeah. And and that's fine, you know, but I don't mind having a lot of things to do. What I don't like is when you go in and you're feeling out of control. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really gonna pull it together? Are you gonna pull it back into compliance? Or is there something so wrong or something you can't find mm-hmm. in the time frame? Then that's where the pressure comes in. That's where the I pressure think. comes in. Yeah. yeah. And for the most part, you know, we've been able to, to deal with that. But I've had those. Or now what's happening with old systems is we just, we had an apartment house go down this a couple of weeks ago. So it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. We're there till like nine, put an older board into a silent night uh, power panel 
and like it a, was like a it, like a knack panel. Or yeah, it was like a knack panel. Well, attached did it, did it to have the ticking? Was it have the the? Have you had the ticking fault where your power supply starts to tick? Yeah, I've had that. This particular one wasn't ticking; it was just dead. <laughs> so I'm like, nap. Might give up. But you're not going to replace it. It's so mm-hmm. old; they don't make it anymore. Yeah. So we have other sort of old parts, and you put that in there, and you try. And then I go, no, it's not going to work. I'm going to. They have to do a fire watch. Well, that yeah. freaks them out because that's extra manpower and money and wailing and crying and, you know, Great whatever. Great of teeth. Yeah, exactly. So I call the director, say, this is a deal. He says, okay, fine. I go home, go to bed. Well, you know, at that point, I don't have any guilt. We did our yeah. best. Yeah. But, you know, it's just hard to do that when you know you're going to say, no, hold darn, forget it, evacuate it or put a fire watch on it. And I struggled with that early on. I don't know. I have no problem. <laughs> I, I, I could feel that because when I first got into the trade, I I felt like every client, I felt like I was letting a client down when I couldn't fix a problem, exactly. even though a problem was unfixable. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. No, you take And then I, you know, I had to step back and go, and unfortunately, this is your equipment, and it happens to have found it. it the, it's end of life. It's end of life. <laughs> I I, I uh, uh, had an issue and I talked to a an ITG guy an IT guy the other day and I just I says uh, I, I I have this I, well, I have a I have one SureGuard receiver that mm. that receives a secondary set of signals. Okay. We, they, we stuff goes to the central monitoring station. Fine, but I can also redirect a second set of signals up sure. to another SureGuard receiver. Mm-hmm. And I had a problem with the port, and I don't know if it's the port on the SureGuard receiver, which was built before most most of these people I'm working with were born, or if yeah, it's no, that is. if it's the computer it's talking to because it's using a version of Windows that you know isn't supported Compatible. anymore. And, and to get upgrades and things done is a is a real it's a real challenge to do this because mm-hmm. the the modern way that they handle uh, security, cybersecurity, you 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 have to do it the right way mm-hmm. or right. you will be exploited it's just that simple and yeah. so you you just you just have to go through it so i was having a little meltdown <clears throat> with this guy and i just said it's just like routers they have like two moving parts and that's the antennas that's it that's true the only moving part on a router is the dang antennas why do these things fail after 20 million packets what is going on with this the guy goes cheap chips that's, that's what true. it boils down to and he- i went you know heats up yeah yeah, I just needed somebody who's really been on the industry as long as me. Go, just shut up, man! It's just the crap chips. What are you buying? What are you buying? You're you know, buying what are you garbage. putting in? Yeah, I know it's a lot of garbage. Would you 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 looking and you see if you wanted to buy a quality product, it's going to cost you three hundred, four hundred dollars. Where you're buying yeah. something for sixty eight bucks, you wonder why it fails. Exactly, it's disposable. It's, it's a disposable. paper cup. I know. And yeah, we 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 really struggled with that. The school was all about saving money at first, mm-hmm. but code's code, right? right. So and compliance is and compliance. No and life safety is life safety. <laughs> Ken only put in half the horn strobes, but because <laughs> I was asked that at one point, and um, no, the option. But over the years, I have been one thing I have been very grateful of not being self-employed is mm-hmm. that. We can choose whatever equipment we feel is best. Mm-hmm. We're not forced to say buy the cheaper product because we're a private school. And I've been in public schools where every building is different. Every right. building is done by a different contractor yep. and then very rarely maintained. But Or the, definitely not maintained to a level, be. yeah. And so I've been very grateful because that has been one stress. On the, and like you're saying, what's interesting is since 
schools have huge IT departments. Mm -hmm. well, I was doing cameras for a while, so then you're a little more intimate with the IT situation, mm -hmm. but you always had that technical backup, which was nice, and they would do everything for you. Mm -hmm. Of course, I probably couldn't survive in private industry because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Call IT. <laughs> well, you, but you know, like, in some in some regards, like the like the Portland public school system, mm -hmm. like the guy who the guy the people who are overseeing the fire systems at Portland public school said, we will put in this brand of fire panel, and that is it. Good for them. And that is it. Good. And for same them. thing with with PSU. I I met okay. the guy who was running PSU, and he says we only put in this kind. That is it. There are no deviations from that. That's really. And good. so the yeah in Portland, yeah. we had to do a little bit of work for Portland public school district uh, when I was a contractor and. Um, they wouldn't even let us do the programming. They said, no, you install the hardware, yeah. we handle the programming. Don't even think about touching it. Right. And I certainly wasn't offended because the guy just said, he goes, if I let anybody else do it, they'll screw it up. Oh, I know yeah. exactly what yeah. I want, I know exactly right. how I want the, the mm -hmm. code to go. Right. And as a guy who's working in the code, uh, you know, when my own my own systems. I can look every... at it and I go, yeah, I'm looking at like, every single panel's got a little bit of different sure. twist to it because it's, you know, it's not all the same. Unique. So when I started to standardize the pieces that can be standardized, mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. this to look just like this and this node right. and this Patterns. node. And, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and right. that I get more job satisfaction writing a code that I know worked mm -hmm. in every single node here. And I'm going to duplicate that here, and I'm going to get rid of all the crap I don't need That's because smart. it doesn't need to be there. Right. Clean it up. Clean it up. Mm -hmm. Give some features to the folks who are operating the system so that they, you know, we've got one where when we send a signal, it pops a little notification up, and you can actually time that. So when that comes on, that signal is being sent to the central station. Oh, well, you can go it. click. You see it. Look it out in your app. Got it. There's your time frame. That's your transmission time, oh, which awesome. in hospitals is a necessary thing. Sure. Yeah. So we built that and they went, wow. You know, like cool. we had no idea. I'm like, yeah. I mean, having feature. been in yeah, been in that side of the business right. and now I'm on this side of the business, I can dial that stuff in and make it it's I'll fun. make it better for you. Yeah, and well it's fun because yeah. you feel like you're delivering a little customer. Deliver a little because my because my customers are the the my the staff, the, the, the building the, occupants, the building occupants, yeah, and the exactly. people who are testing the system, and these other folks over here. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a some satisfaction in being able to be competent. Because I know that was hard for me with all these buildings. The programs are not not necessarily consistent, especially the older ones, because mm -hmm. you do kind of refine as you go. You do get better as yeah, you. I mean, <laughs> they work. There's and things that get better with age. Yeah. Wine, <laughs> code writers. <laughs> code writers, I know. And then there's other things. But, but I, I think my first experience was the McMinnville School District, mm -hmm. and that was with D&D, &D, and we were asked to look at it and evaluate it. Every building had a different proprietary system. Ooh. And, you know, it was pyrotronics. It was, you know, all these different ones. And the maintenance guy's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. We just call. We have to call somebody. And we've got, like, all these different guys that work on these different systems. And it was a nightmare. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's because we've tried to standardize. Uh, we, we've tried to keep everything the same because you have an end user that has to interface and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it kind of looks the same, tastes the same, you know. So we've gone for that to some extent as well. Doesn't always work, but yeah. And I, I, to some degree, I like proprietary systems in some because I work on one. But I've also liked the open source stuff, 
and having yeah. worked in Silent Night for years, and yeah, then uh, moved to uh, the you know once I got exposed to the Potter product and mm-hmm. realized that wow, it's I a mean, good they've really put this together pretty well. Yeah. And yeah. I, I apparently engineers went, we're done. When when Honeywell made some changes, they changed all the deck chairs on the Titanic, and some of them went, we're jumping now. <laughs> and so they've and so Potter picked up a lot of of really smart. You know, and I, I, I'll give you an example. I had a, had a call, and I was a manager weasel, so I didn't have to take too many service calls. Yeah. But you know, just like we just talked about, what well, sometimes you got to go, sometimes you got to pull wire, Holmes. So I get this call. I have to go down to Newport and look, uh, look at a Potter panel. I never worked on this model of Potter in my huh. life. It's a, got a dialer issue, so who knows uh, what that is. Uh. So I get down there. I download the program I need from the because it's open source. I, I download the program. Install it. Looks like it used his Ethernet cable. Plug it in. Plug it in. Bam! Starts talking. Like like within seconds, just like the manual says, the thing's talking. I'm like, okay, well that doesn't happen all that often. So, wow. let me let me pull down the data. Look at the look at the card. There was a there was an extra it was an extra character on the end of the dialer string for the, for account two. There were two accounts. Mm-hmm. And the second account had an extra character on it, like it was two two instead of just one two. For the time that that panel had been installed, it was a it was a complete flub by the installer. Yeah, it had never had a problem. And then something changed. The maybe yeah. the carrier or something like that. But that extra two meant something different, and now it was affecting its. So it was it was dialing in fine on on both on one phone line, both phone lines, but. The second account was giving him grief. Okay, yeah. So I, I thought goes this in digital can't be that garbage. Sim- yeah, it, yeah, it can't be this simple. Backspace, oh save, upload to the panel, bam, it's thing happening. goes green. Oh, I went, that can't be. That just that just can't be right. So I'm standing there looking at this thing, going, mm, I I could not right. have possibly fixed this thing in less than 15 minutes. So I think it was there for 15 or 20 minutes. This was, it was so short a call. And it was, I'd love to say that I had technically figured it out, but that was bat squeeze because I stumbled my way through it. <laughs> so I went, um, hey, I got to change out some batteries here too. So she took me over and I did that. And I kind of went back and looked back at the panel and I went, I, I'm, I, I think we're done here. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she just looked at me. She's just small. I guess. Wow. I guess you go home now. I'm like, I guess I do. So, to, to, that's one of those calls where you you just go, what the hell just happened? Yeah. That's the way right. it's supposed to be. Right. That was exactly the way it was supposed to be. Yes, it was an error that someone made yeah. years ago, but it was no big deal. It didn't affect anything until the, the until the day it did. And then it did. And then it did. Mm-hmm. And then we fixed it. And now it doesn't have that problem. And I'm going to go get a crab circle and go home now. Go home. <laughs> no, I... Unbelievable. In the early days of programming, I found... You know how NFPA requires you to test 25% of the equipment after you download? Well, let's face it. We don't all do that, yeah. right? But years ago, I've seen more than one time where other fields are blown out. Mm-hmm. The ones turned to zeros or 
whatever it is. Especially not with some of the older software. Old software. Older like DOS, old, almost DOS type almost software. DOS. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I've seen that before. Now I think it's pretty solid for the yeah. most part. The other thing we're having, I'd be curious to know what your experience is. Where we are in Newburgh, we are getting pretty hefty, dirty uh, surges, power surges. Really? Yeah. And, well, for example, the big windstorm mm-hmm. was the fire and you had that huge windstorm. I think we lost probably about $6,000 worth of boards, not just fire boards, but other boards. We, we lost some fire and we lost some other control boards. So your power quality issues are happening. Very poor. Huh. Coming in in a massive surge, either from the power going down, coming back up, or just I, My dirty. guess is it's that, because the, yeah. the utilities are putting weather sensors now oh, on the utility lines. Huh. And you'll see them. You'll see them on the utility lines, especially the 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 feeders, the, a lot of the feeder lines, not oh, not necessarily the individuals, mm-hmm. you know, but the feeders, the oh. the larger voltages. You'll see a weather station mounted to the utility pole, and it's a hmm. weather wind speed indicator and temperature, humidity, stuff mm-hmm. like that. They're making a concerted effort to shut down transmission lines, yeah. wind conditions, because of what happened in California. Oh, yeah. So when conditions get correct, they shut the power down. And so I'm gonna take a wild guess that that's probably what's affecting their power quality is because they're having to do more on and off switchings. That's and possible. It happens, at, it can be just like a guy hits a pole. And oh, so it could get, just be it's random, not, it's, not, it's not necessarily random. associated with the weather. Not so. always, yeah, not always. Hmm. I mean, definitely we got some damage, but we've been putting surge arresters, those little Ditex, mm-hmm. on all our panels we're going through. At, at OSU, uh, the first time I ever saw one installed on a silent night panel was at mm-hmm. OSU, and it okay. was in their lab where they did the high voltage work. They have a um, they have a building out there that handled it. Mm-hmm. And the guys who ran those fire systems when I was working on them were both um, journeyman one was a i think i think one was a plant journeyman and one was a full journeyman and um i said what the heck is that and they had a piece of din rail and they had mounted yeah. a, a, a really high-end surge mm-hmm. suppressor in there and he goes yeah he goes because they do high voltage work in that building he goes we, they blew two or three of these things out so oh just, surges yeah, yeah. so yeah. it might be yeah that's what we're doing we're going back we gotta through. have to go back and add them all we're going as we go through them periodically we'll mm-hmm. just keep adding them and adding them but i just was curious and of course newberg newberg's far enough out you know mm-hmm. if you look at what's between say newberg and portland it's all new construction yeah. so i'm sure there's extensive demand on the grid i i would think so you know which is probably making it harder something and the new equipment you know digital is digital if you mm-hmm. blow something out it now sends digital garbage into the monitoring station <laughs> <laughs> i've had my share of that some of this new equipment some of this new equipment is a little daunting uh, with its capabilities and it's yeah. um i was just uh talking to a guy because the new swift technology is out for their for their 66000 series I and saw that. I was an early adopter of the 6820 mm-hmm. until it until it bit us really hard. I had a client that got so upset that mm. they that they they literally we ripped it out and put a 5820 back in. They just said we they bought a 5820 out of California and That's shipped it to, to my house. Oh wow! And said put this in because we uh, the full thing. So we already taken the can out, put the 68, and then you could get the board only 58, but you couldn't get the a new 58. So he he bought a 5820 from somebody new in California. Really? California. That's interesting. He sent it to my house, and I had my ins- my installer go and put it in and huh. rip out the 6820. And when I went back to them and said, I don't understand what's going on, hmm. 
what it turned out to be from their perspective was they had to speed the the communications up on the SLC to the point that the UARTs are making bad guesses and they're erring in the side mm -hmm. of we're an alarm versus not. Yeah. So if you had used shielded wiring, which how many buildings, but we don't now, but we, we used to Years do nothing ago. but shielded. So if you that. walk up and slap a 6820 on the wall in a place that has shielded wiring, you just opened up the first Pandora's box. Mm. So it changes, it changes the, the um, hmm. it adds either capacitance mm -hmm. and it almost reflects more noise back at the modems. These are all modems, right. essentially. Sure. And it causes false alarms. And so what mm -hmm. they wound up giving, giving me was a, uh, a, a notifier NCM1 module for mm -hmm. one problem. And we put it on and it helped. It So huh. they basically you had to have a UL listed device to go on the SLC to yeah. to suppress some of the noise spikes that was coming back. Oh my goodness. So in, in, in each company has these protocols that they've come up with that yeah. are unique. Mm -hmm. You know, Simplex has theirs, EST has theirs, okay. mm -hmm. uh, Silent Night has theirs, mm -hmm. and now with the newest protocols. And Swift. Yeah, the, oh. and the, that's for the wireless, but for the regular SLC mm -hmm. that they're using, it's just fast. The guy goes, yeah, we, we had to, in order for the new code, you have to move data quicker. And when you move data quicker, if, oh, if things aren't stuff. perfect. Oh yeah, drop out yep. a, a bit or whatever. So old code, I haven't, I haven't kept up this last year. It was they were moving at three hundred baud the fire stuff, mm -hmm. even if you were going into a, a communicator that was on the internet initially. The information out of the panel was very slow, mm -hmm. so that speeded up in the sixty-eight. Because we have a couple sixty-eight twenties. It speeded 20s. up between the smoke detectors, the addressable devices, and the motherboard. Okay, That's so it's on the loop. The, on the loop. the speed on the loop. The speed on the loop is faster. It okay. had to be okay. so that the system could respond. And there were some protocols, I think, that were more prone to problems than others. Mm -hmm. And some protocols that didn't work out, you mm -hmm. know, that didn't work out. There was an Eclipse protocol that I was super, I was head over heels in when this Eclipse mm -hmm. protocol came out. And FIKE was the only system I know that was using it. And it was System Sensors Protocol, which is a Honeywell sure. product now. Yeah. Honeywell. And it was peer-to-peer -peer networking. So you mm. would, you if you put a smoke detector in this room and you had a door magnet on that, you could command that smoke detector to command that door magnet to change state. Wow. And the program was, was resident in the head and in the door magnet. Oh. And so the fire alarm was another peripheral, and the, mm -hmm. the FSCU was a peripheral on the line. It wasn't it, the main. You, no, it didn't know. Mm. I thought this can't get any better because it was it was so fast. Distributed, yeah. So fast. Wow. And so they put them in a lot of, of IT rooms. Okay. Until I had one go sideways where the head went head got wet, lost its mind, didn't know what it was doing, and the installer didn't leave a copy of the program. You could put the program in the panel. It mm -hmm. knew what it was doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you enroll everything, then you could put the program in the panel as a place to store it, or you could put it on a thumb drive or both. Sure, yeah. It wasn't in the panel. Oh, no. It wasn't on a thumb drive no. because people don't like to no. pay attention. No. And so I had to rebuild it from scratch <laughs> just by looking at all of the other, you know, like devices and mirror that programming, excuse me. And then uh, it, uh, it, it was not fun. 
Then he got it through, got through it, but Ugh, yeah, know. no, I I feel your pain. We had a very large building done. The the guy did a great job. We wired it exactly how we wanted. You know, we mm -hmm. did the design. We would always do the design, run it through, through the city or the county, and then give it to the contractor. Mm -hmm. But he never gave us any as belts. Yeah. And you know, there's probably fifty modules in there that control various things. It's got a big evacuation system and all mm -hmm. these other things. <laughs> we had to go back and rebuild a lot of it just <sighs> just for basic information and there's still modules in that building i can't find and that's and that's, that's and, crazy and that's why the the documentation piece yes. is absolutely critical I I, i've been on site i followed convergent behind on an install for a daimler building that when i pulled out the drawings the asbus that those guys put matter of fact we copied them and I use them in my classroom. I'm wow. like, this is how Asbolt oh, should look. Yeah, okay? you get some guys that are super particular. They're unbelievable. Yeah, color, oh. paint, pencils, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had a guy that worked for us, and he went through actually, a, we did some apprenticeship programs. Mm -hmm. We did we did some limited energy. We did a journeyman, a couple journeymen. We did LME. We, we were much bigger mm -hmm. at the time, much more staff. But this guy was, like you say, everything. Whether he was doing, whether he was just running regular line voltage, or if he was running this fire system, we had him run a lot of the wiring. Beautiful drawings. Well, that's really great, but probably not going to happen very often. Not very often. And yeah. I know we're even in in George Fox, which is not a for profit company, but there was always so much pressure to go on to the next job. Mm -hmm that for several years, we did not do the documentation we should have. And now we're at a point of going, no, yeah. we've got to stop. I just yeah. made some changes today, and I was like, okay, well, whatever, we'll figure it out. And then I thought, no, I'm gonna write this down for the next poor soul that's gotta look at this program. So that that is that is the, the key to the whole thing, is that every time you touch it, it has to be better than the way you found it. Yeah. And that's a part of the philosophy, is, is that every time I, if I go and document something, mm -hmm. because I've worked at OHSU twice, the I I can go back on my own work. One of the first things I oh, had to deal yeah. with was a, a leak in a in a, one of the buildings. I got this module wet, and I get there. I already knew where the module was. I'd been through this before, so I up on my ladder, Same I got module. it all apart, okay. and I can see where the water's coming out of the wall because it's raining like crazy. And I open up the thing, and there's my business, my business card from oh no, from fifteen years of, wow. with the with the this thing gets wet. So until we can move it to the other wall, uh -huh. right? So I, I obviously I knew this thing was an issue. Yeah, way back. I looked at my apprentice and said, let's go get all the stuff and move it to the other wall. This idiot here said we should have done that 15 years ago. Let's just go ahead and do it now. And we did. You know, but, cool. the, uh, but the constraints at the time when we were, when I first got there, the system was um, halfway in between one addressable system and another. Oh, yeah. And we found it completely in, in complete disrepair. It had yeah. 437 troubles on it and that was a light number of, that was what we could say the number was. That was not how many no. issues that were really there. Wow. And we started working on getting that down and, and we had a guy named Chris Crombie who uh, had come from Simplex as well and he was brilliant and he mm -hmm. was the guy who really spearheaded how we were gonna put this together because he knew how to put it together and That's we were awesome. just lackeys, you know? Yeah. And we pieced this whole thing together. It took us a couple of years to get to zero troubles. Wow. The, when the system went green, and we all took a picture of it. Wow! Then I said, "Okay, donuts." Now let's go back and now repair 
all of the known functions that we know need to be done. And so we, he built a whole database and we would triage with that database how to affect what he, <clears throat> because I had a hard time figuring out whether I should fix this, if, should I move this box because of the, of the next time it rains heavy, it might get wet right. and affect a set of doors, or should we get new bells and whistles put in this particular building because our, our you know, they've, we have, we have no signals anywhere we should. Mm. Well, if you're looking at the two things, you should probably go put the new bells in. Okay, probably you should not in. probably go. But the more fun thing is to go put the door back together the right way. And so, because my partner and I at the time were like, what sounds fun to do today? <laughs> yeah, I've had that too. It's like, I really don't want to do that. It's I really boring. Don't, I don't really <laughs> want really to boring. <laughs> Please don't make me do this. So he built a, uh, an access database to triage automatically oh my goodness. based upon the the descriptors we put in. And he had criteria that it went through. The guy, guy was brilliant. Yeah. So that's what told us, this is on top of the maintenance system, but this is on top of whatever maintenance system we had at the time, which was a, a thing by Service Master. So it would tell us what to do. We would get the Service Master number, we'd go do it. That system worked so well that wow, we amazing. were able to completely knock down the biggest life safety issues and then the you know the class A's and the class B's and the class C's and the class D's and got all the way down. And that system had worked for years. Mm -hmm. So the guy got so good at working on stuff like that, he left doing fire life safety and went into database management for IT. And that's what he does now. Sounds and like that's where he belongs. That's where he belongs. I mean, you'd have yeah. to have a really firm grip on on access or database, which basically. he taught yeah. himself. Oh, and amazing. he's kind of an autodidact in that way. Yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, now we're I'm back again, and I'm and I'm looking at it, and and I, the, because the troubles are not nearly as significant. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of how. Let me, let me do my own hierarchy here, and I can see on the horizon us having to have some sort of hierarchical system that my partner and I are going to have to put together to, to really figure it out because otherwise I'll just go today I'll uh, today I'm going to decide I got to do this yeah. even though that may not be the most important thing so you know still even in my late 50s I'm thinking sometimes I just want to go fix something and make it look pretty yeah I know <laughs> so, make it look better know, yes gonna, exactly I, I know what you're saying dewire this thing yeah maybe one of the students will smash something and go <laughs> fix it we usually have something like that something yeah but it is it is really amazing though because this is the danger of just farming stuff out mm -hmm. is that you really don't know I mean the guy is licensed and whatever and it's all and maybe he's really good at something mm -hmm. he specializes in maybe he's not so good in troubleshooting and he comes out and then the problem comes back and then Sally comes out and then Billy and then Henry and now you've racked up a huge amount of money for the customer mm -hmm. but no one's overseeing what they already eliminated or you know like you say hierarchy starting at the top down yeah. because you can diddle around on the bottom forever and never really solve the that's a good the way whole, of putting it. the whole issue mm -hmm. kind of, I look at it kind of as a pyramid or a tree you know, you're getting, and that can be tricky because you have digital code, you have mm -hmm. lights and all kinds of things, and you try to decide what's really going on here. You know, it's like if you get a runaway or a bunch of digital trash, and I've had mm -hmm. that from phone line issues or surges. Yep. But that's not really, that's what it's saying, but that's not really what's going on. So you the know? root cause analysis, they haven't figured out. No. They've, they've taken care of other issues. It's right. And that's where, where when you, 
I'm, when I teach technicians, it's like, look, there's a there's a cycle to this. And the yeah. cycle is is when I start to troubleshoot something, especially when I don't know what the hell it's got. If yeah. it's the same thing I've seen a dozen times, right. I got a dirty smoke detector, sure. I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. But if it's a new issue and we have to go through, there's a whole way of of, tro of following a yes. logical step. Right. And part of that is I call it getting zen. There's there's a right. part where I go, what the hell is this causing this? Mm -hmm. I've got to get zen with it. I've got to stop, close my mind, and figure out what the logical answer is here yeah. and then apply that and see if that's the issue or not and yeah, if that's it's very good. not then i've got to figure it out but if i do it in a vacuum and the next technician behind me doesn't have a clue as to what i did yeah. then i'm wasting his time or her mm -hmm. time and i'm wasting i i'm those those all those all that effort mm -hmm. as a matter of fact when i came back one time we had a, a ground fault that popped up and i went to troubleshoot it and i remembered that this ground fault had plagued us in the past yeah. so the ground fault had been there for 20 years intermittently mm. and it was there solid so I, I tore into it. it took me five and a half hours to solve it so in the time that i was there before we had taken cracks at this hmm. and you could see notes where we had left each other going we're grounded on you know that 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 of 1998 segment or whatever yeah because mm -hmm. yeah, we we write on tape and we would write you know red tape or white tape and oh, write it down brilliant. with a ballpoint pen i like that and I went right back and I found, I finally found this thing. I finally found it. And the kid who was working with me was a prospective uh, uh, apprentice. After five and a half hours of chasing around by me, he just looked at me, his eyes are the size of dinner plates. He goes, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm like, no, this is what we do. Like, mm -hmm. like we, we just continue to dog this until we get it. Oh, yeah. And he was just like, I don't know that this, I, that this is for me. Exactly. It's a mindset. Yeah. I look at it, it's almost like you know, I like to hike with my family. And, and some mm -hmm. of these have been the last one we were out in the Wallawas. And we got up to about Oh, what a beautiful six, place. It was beautiful. It was end of, you know, end of the season. It was still really nice. But, you know, we knew a storm was coming in. So we were going to go up to this mine. We got up to about 6,000 feet. And, you know, it's my kids and one of their husbands and all that. And, and the, the new, you know, son-in-law is kind of asking me, like, like, how do you do this? Because it was getting pretty grueling. Mm -hmm. And I'm not in that great a shape. But, I, you know, I said, it's a mental thing for me. Mm. Until my body just gives out. I will not turn back if I can get to the top. And I've always been that way. Yeah. But I'll pay for it. I won't be able to walk <laughs> for a week. I can't work. <laughs> you know. But he didn't get it. It's like, why would you push so hard? It's starting to rain. It's starting to get cold. It's going to, okay. We make a decision to turn around because it's no longer safe. That's a rational decision. That's a decision. rational call. But if it was a nice day and everybody was still functional, no. I mean, yeah. obviously, if the building's on fire, you have to leave. But, but if the goal is there. The goal. Yeah. yeah, and it is a mental state. So and that being driven, I think, is, is, a, is a key in, in technicians who, who... I agree. I think without that drive, you, you could very well have to either get yourself motivated to do it or maybe do something different in the, in the discipline. Yeah, I agree. It's because it can get very old mm -hmm. to the point where you want to go home. You don't have a personal investment in this building. And it, it, is, it is very difficult because you, don't have, you have to have that innate personal integrity that this is what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let this beat me, whatever it is. And yeah, there's sometimes you have to call it quits, but yeah. but as best as you can. And I agree, like finding a ground fault or an intermittent, yeah. ugh, it's the worst. It's absolutely it's the worst. Worst. I was always taught with the ground fault, you just rip everything off the board. 
Mm. Everything comes it's, off. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, and if the board well, is, the, the okay. new systems actually will tell you where they're at now. But oh, the older they? Okay. systems, like I, I, I unload the board. No, with an SK yeah. like a fifty-two hundred seven, you got to unload the board. Yeah, whole thing. Un- unload the whole thing. Yep. And then put them back one put at a time. Back off when it's exactly. And what see, I and then too. and then you got to go cut it in half, and you got to yep. start looking for the, Bingo. which can take dragging around a ladder. Oh shoot, it's yep. too big of a ceiling. I have to go get a bigger ladder. And, and yeah, it's a, at a point where you really don't maybe want to do it. We added, uh, in the time that I was gone and I came back, you can't lift ceiling tiles without having a HEPA cart underneath the tiles. So to oh. add to add a caveat of, ah, oh, snap, <laughs> if I have to lift this tile and there's aspergillus, which is, this, you know, any fungus. any fungus that w- lives in a construction dust is, is deadly to a, uh, an immune-compromised person. Oh, yeah. So in order for me to lift this tile, I'd have to bring in a cart, put it up against the tile, turn it on, which is going to negatively pull air into the cart, oh, into a HEPA filter. Really? Then I can lift the tile. And there's still other protocols there that you have to oh, follow. Interesting. Then I can go up to the ceiling. So if I'm tr- troubleshooting the ground, so I've got ground faults, I'm troubleshooting, I've gotten to a certain point, mm-hmm. and I have to come back at another time to finish this. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's just so... Oh, so you know, and and I had a um, I had a kid die from uh, in uh, who had cancer from aspergillus. So so that mm. that's a personal thing in mm-hmm. my own world. Knowing that that you know if I've got a uh, she she had a bone marrow transplant, and so the bone yeah. marrow transplant took everything took fine, mm-hmm. but the. Um, uh, aspergillus was already present, so oh, it took once over. The, yeah. the, it takes over, mm-hmm. and, and now it's a race. Are you going to get an immune mm-hmm. system to kill the, as, the, yeah. the aspergillus, or you're not? Mm-hmm. And for yeah. those who don't realize, fungus is something you deal with when your immune system's good all the time. Oh, yeah, but when your you. immune system's trash, it's it just it wins. Yeah. It's such a simple, mm-hmm. evil little huh, horrible. Yeah, little fingers. Little, it little. just it just tore to shreds, and we're like, oh, oh, that's sad. the way that game's played. Wow. So now, as I'm back in there working in those bone marrow transplant areas, or working around mm-hmm. patients that mm-hmm. are, you know, I'm like, yeah, I absolutely I'll go get the cart, pull it over here, yeah, <laughs> set it do up, do your part, do your part because you know it's legit. I mean, and that's what that's yeah. of course it's a hospital versus a it's school. A hosp- but well, with us, we we bought the old Newburgh Hospital. This was oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> 10 years ago, uh-huh. 15 years ago, and massive, massive remodel into classroom space and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. But I remember popping those tiles. They did not change out the air conditioning and they didn't clean it. Oh. And so everybody was really creeped out and I'm thinking, oh, there's a little Legionnaire's disease. Here's a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little Legionella waiting for you. I'm popping it open <laughs> like <laughs> this. But I, you know, it's, it's ch- even in the last 10 years, it, it's changed considerably. Yeah. And now we have a full-time safety coordinator who's helped a lot because, you know, frankly, you don't always have the time to figure this out. No, and they, and they do. They do. That's their job. Yeah. And so we did, one thing that was good, though, is um, we did institute a no hot work policy. So any of the contractors that come, we kill it. And it's not like a hospital. Well, even in a hospital, if it's not life safety, you shut the power down, mm-hmm. although most of them, you know, probably don't. I think that's one thing. One of the reasons I went into uh, limited energy was after the experience in the nuclear industry. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
like, stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just figured I'd have sooner or later your number comes up, right? Y- yes. You know, and, and with limited energy, it doesn't come up yeah, as often. Not as often. You know, you can still reach up there. Yeah, I have a habit of grabbing the panel. I'm like, oh my, no, don't do that. It's bad. But it's been it's been good. Otherwise, I, I have to tell you, Sue. I, uh, I really enjoy talking to you. This is this is uh, I could we could probably continue for another oh, hour. Probably, our, our, I'm sure our <laughs> listeners will come hunt us down. But uh, what a uh, what a fantastic story you've got. It, it's been it's been really good. It's been very hard, but I think it's really helped me with my kids too. I've I've shared a lot of examples just from so, daily so did things. They, so they didn't follow your footprints or not? They're no. not limited energy or Mm-mm. high voltage electricians. They they all went into. Well, the the um the oldest one they all worked with us as mm-hmm. work study. But nice. the oldest one used to work at Concordia before they folded. She was an athletic yeah. trainer, um, and she did a lot of hands-on stuff. And then my older son worked there. He he welded and did a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Now he regrets he didn't become an electrician. But he works he works on huge excavators. He got a business degree and he wants to do his own company. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's the one that lives in Antelope. Well, no, that oh, no, that's he, a different he lives in a Cove Orchard, actually, not too far from us. He bought oh, a no house. Oh, no kidding. But, so he, but they send him to Gresham every day, and so he's driving. A lot of these jobs are, you know, out of the yeah. edges of town. So they don't have the flying like, car yet, I noticed. I remember all that stuff they promised us. Oh, I know. Where us, is it? Jetpacks. Yeah, jetpacks. None of that crap. Well, I hear that Europe's going to rebuild all their coal plants, so they'll be able to have some <laughs> electricity anyway. Great. Yeah, it's it's been fun. Um I've gotten to work with them, mm-hmm. but none of them none of them had the passion for electrical the way I did and my husband obviously because we've done it for so many years it's kind of like who we are especially when you're married to the person you work with but yeah. but a lot of it's been the passion of how are we going to do this project how are we going to make this so, happen So you have a really good relationship with your husband that that you were able to work together you yeah. didn't kill each other you, Oh no you know. that I wouldn't say that's <laughs> now you can only get away with so much. <laughs> you know, all this microaggression training, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, is rather irrelevant. You need to know what real aggression is, but <laughs> that's a different story. How dare you duck when I throw things at you? <laughs> right, exactly. No chairs, no mm. bottles, no tools, you know. I worked with my wife, too, and it was, it was, uh, it was actually, it was pretty good. I mean, she, she had an ethic, a work ethic that I was oh. I'm blown away by, which, oh. which made it very attractive to me. And so, you know, she's retired. She's since retired now. Mm-hmm. She just kind of handles animals, and she does her own thing. And and I yeah. don't mind working, you know, solo a bunch of def, bunch of different jobs to kind of mm-hmm. help support that because I'm yeah. sort of a workaholic to that yeah. degree. It's like I, I like to keep busy. Well, I do too. And yeah. I don't like sitting sitting around mm-hmm. the house wondering what I'm going to do today. Is no. just uh, uh, that's not. I can't live that way. And, no. and I was thinking, well, at some point I'm going to retire, but I have to have something to mm-hmm. do right. when I retire because oh, I've seen yeah. too many people sit around and, and just die. They die. They're gone They're within gone. two or three years, yeah. especially people that were really atta- attached to what they did that had that passion. I always look at I, I think that the, what we see as retirement was a very, very narrow window post-World War II, mm-hmm. where, okay, you're useless now, go sit on the beach in Florida, which I think was a horrible waste of human capital. I think you're right. I, I, I think it was a very small slice, really, because before World War II, well, grandpa still farmed, grandma still yeah. cooked and took care of the kids and helped and did the best she could. People were still functional in their roles. Mm-hmm. 
And the whole idea of taking all that knowledge that you've accumulated and parking it. Right. I, I, I Especially think, at like 55 or 60. Because remember when people yeah. were, my, my grandfather and grandmother retired in their 50s. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. That was the thing. Oh, 55, yeah. 55 to 60, they were done. Particularly if you had a government pension or you yep. could just, you know, if you were financially able yep. to. And I never really understood that. I, I thought it was the goal. And when I hit 55, I went, right. well. You ready? I'm you not. No. <laughs> You're not. No, not at all. And now, no. And now I'm looking at the future going, no, the wife wants me to retire. I get that. Sure. And so, because we would go and travel and do things yeah. like that. But I also know that I, I'm mentally and physically not ready yet. Like, like no. physically doing this job keeps my body. Oh, it keeps you young. It keeps me young. Uh, oh, it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at other people that are 20 years younger than me, and a lot of them are not in very good shape. <laughs> And I'm like, no, you grew up down ladder, you're gonna die, pal. Just you know, it, you and just I hate stay to down say there. that. Let me, let me, <laughs> let take, me take care I'm of I'm gonna that. take all this heavy lifting for you. Yeah, and but it is true. You know, you think originally people were always active. You farmed or you sure. did something, but you probably walked to town. Or and now people are so sedentary. That's another problem too. And like I was talking to that one contractor friend, he was like, yeah, the guy only made it till lunchtime, and the the guy was 19 or 20 or something. Well, why is it you only made it till lunchtime? What's wrong with you? Are you in such bad shape because you you're you weigh too much or you sit around playing video games and you never get any exercise? Mm -hmm. Is that what we're facing? Because let's face it, if you're the apprentice, you're going in the attic, yeah, or the basement or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're working. You know, you're going to be the one that fits in the hole. Yeah. And I think a lot of the a lot of the people that are even coming into the program, they I don't think they realize it's. It's work. It's physical. It's very physical. It's a very, it's, a, it's a very physical thing. And and instead of saying, okay, well, I'll be sore for a week. I can live with that. I think there's just not the will to continue, hmm. which I think is really bad. I thought I, thought I was you alone know? in that thought, but oh, I'm clearly no. not. You are not. And I, I, I hear that from other contractors that are bringing apprentices. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of them, we had hired the guy, and he had a new apprentice. And he's like, yeah, no problem. We'll get this job done on off hours. So we're going to come in at 3 in the morning. I thought the kid was going to collapse. <laughs> but that was his life for the next week. Wow. But he did what he had to do. And yeah. he's turned out. But I find a lot of, especially with college students, we used to have massive number of work-study students that would do, mm -hmm. oh, clean gutters, you know, menial jobs, haul materials, material handlers. Just something to pay the bills and keep, yeah, your, was, keep your mind going. And it was part of their um, financial aid packages. Mm -hmm. Very rare now to get any of them that will work in those harder I, jobs. It's it's like when we were, I hate to go back, harken back to when we were kids, no, but you no. remember when you were kids, did you ever come inside the house? Very little. Well, I did in California because I was going to die from a heat stroke. But, <laughs> but I mean, well, we played outside. But, but yeah, we were out all the time. I can't get my grandkid outside. When she does go outside, when the little friends come down the street and they mm. play, they have a blast. You can hear them. Like, yeah. like you know, when kids are having fun and they oh, get yeah. loud and it, all that noise. Like, you know, what the hell's going on in the backyard? Oh, I know. But you. You that don't now that. you don't quiet. have that it's now. I, I, the, the, you go outside in the neighborhoods. There's nobody running around. And mm -mm. and when I was a boy, I, in Oceanside especially, mm -hmm. that is where we were. Yeah, I came doors. in to watch Hill Street Blues. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Mom yeah. made popcorn. We all ate. I watched Hill Street Blues. That's cool. And that was then we. But it was we, very much outdoor. You were riding your yeah. bicycle, or you were Climbing roller trees. skating, or climbing, yeah. or building something, or. That's the other thing I think too that is hard is that 
even for girls, it didn't do as much mechanical. Typically, mm -hmm. they didn't go into woodworking or automotive. They just, but they did go home into ec. cooking. And, but still, <laughs> you, you home but you sewed. Yeah, physical. Yeah, you did something. And sewing, it's kind of funny. I laugh. Some of my girls are big time into crafts, and crafts give me a nervous breakdown. I can't do it, <laughs> but I can sew. Mm -hmm. And the only reason is because it's just like construction. You have a set of plans oh. and you assemble. Oh, it's just like doing any construction project. So it's also oh, the better you do the seams, the, the better it looks. It's and better the, craftsmanship. The better craftsmanship. It's no different than putting conduit on the wall, really. Yeah. It's, but it's a plan. You assemble your materials yeah, never, and I then never, you assemble I never it. I saw it that way. Well, I kept thinking about it because they're like, well, you can sew. How come you don't like crafts? Because huh. it's not the same, there's no mm -hmm. plan. And but nonetheless, either way, yeah. girls and boys both had to take something on paper and put it to the physical world. They had to build a fort, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. fix their bike, or sew, or cook, or, or do make something. Or a go cart, or whatever but, the heck yeah, they did. It doesn't really matter, but it was transferring to the physical. And I think so much of the virtual interaction, you miss that piece. Mm -hmm. And then they come out and they really want to do the job. Maybe they don't know a lot about tools. That doesn't matter. You can learn that. Because I had to learn tools. I really mm -hmm. didn't know much. I knew some. I could work basics on a car when I went in. But not like, like for example, my husband, who grew up fixing cars and building things. And But nonetheless, I still had enough of that hands-on experience just doing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And and some a lot of times that's missing, especially for kids growing up in the city. And I've noticed over the years, like with our work study students, a lot of the farm kids from Eastern Oregon, mm -hmm. girl or boy, were generally more successful at, at the, they just were comfortable. <laughs> and if it was hot out or cold out. Didn't matter. They were okay. Yeah. They, they dressed appropriately. Yeah. Or they and went dressed out. appropriately, yeah. Because, yeah, some of them have no experience even being outdoors. And, um, honey, it's 100 degrees out. I think we need to change that. You know? I never, you know, I, now that you mentioned it, you're, you're, it makes a lot of sense. But I, that's just an observation. And mm -hmm. based on my own experience, you know, coming in, there was there were things like theoretically, I got it right away. I was just talking to the engineer today, and he's talking mm -hmm. about resonant frequencies and mm -hmm. the structure of the Kindorf. I'm like, yeah, totally, I've got it. Whereas he can't have that conversation with everyone, but... Then with tools and things, it took me a while, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, everybody's got strengths, but I, I'm beginning to see that that lack of interaction and the physical, it's it's hard. It's harder for the yeah, I'm wondering how, uh, I have a nine-year-old granddaughter, and, and she spends half, you know, whatever, a third or half of her time at her house, and yeah. you cannot get her off of the iPad. You you yeah. cannot. It is it is like a it is like a rare earth magnet. <laughs> I mean, it's like wham. <laughs> She can show you what she's built in Roblox, and she talks mm -hmm. to her friends, and yep. she has these, you know, she has yep. friends that she talks to. She's still interacting with people, and she's interacting yeah. with people who are also interacting with her. Um, cyber, you know, through cyber world, but not necessarily physical. Not, not, no. and, mm -mm. you know, their bikes, I've got to, you know, I ride a bike a lot, mm -hmm. and and so to me, getting up, riding a bike, getting in the cold, Feeling getting the ready wind. for it, yeah. getting the wind, getting mm -hmm. physical, right. looking at my heart to make sure my you know my heart's overdo it. Uh, well, or or that I'm I'm trending like yeah, where, where you need to be exactly. Where am I am I pushing mm -hmm. enough? You know, right. and um, 
all that stuff's important to me, but I've always sort of been a physical, you know, I've always had that physical activity mm -hmm. because right. I was a boy and then I went in the military and you oh, know, yeah. once you're in the military, you they kind of pound it into you that, yeah. you know, you're going to run here and, and all these things. And, and I've, I've gained weight, I've lost weight, I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've done all that, but I don't, I, I'll put it to you this way. When I left my last company, I said, well, I'm leaving on a, a position as a, as a manager of 62 employees to go not manage anybody, mm -hmm. be my own, be a technician again, yeah, and ride my bike up the hill two or three times a week oh. and, and, and carry backpacks full of tools all day. And I've been doing this now. I've been back there for over a year. Wow. And I must... I mean, I carry a backpack. I mean, this wow. thing's. This, I think it's got an anvil collection in it. Excuse me, because you know, I'll have anything, everything I need is all there. to go do it is <laughs> there, pretty much. And then I, you know, I can either walk to the building or I'll drive to it and go up and carry it all up mm -hmm. there. But it's it's to be able to install and carry just what you need to get it right. Have because everything you've done there. it so long. Right. You've done you so know. many times. Yeah, you mm -hmm. want to get it right. Yeah. I don't want to carry yeah. a hundred foot of conduit when I can only, you know, or get flex. By with I can 20. just exactly. <laughs> and so all of that work, all that momentum, all that stuff in the last year has mentally made me happier. Like yep. I'm a happier person. I feel better. I feel better. Stronger, more confident. I, I feel more confident. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like I'm uh I'm fifty eight, so I, I feel healthy. Yeah. I've I fit a 32 waist. So I'm, you know, all really? those things yeah. I've wanted that I, I didn't have. Not as a manager. Not mm -hmm. as a, yeah. And, and, and except that you have the prestige, you, you're making decisions in people's lives. Yeah. All those things that, that you think that's what you're looking for in your life until one day you look up and your, and your better half goes, I need something different. Like you need to, you need to be, there has to be something on a smile on your face at some yeah, point. Right. Where did you go? What? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? I know you get lost in the job. You get lost in the job. And I know over the years with Paul and I, there have been times when one or the other of us has been very, very unhappy or wanted to quit. You know, he quit for a while and came back. I mean, just, but it's, it's, you take, you take you with you. Mm-hmm. And if it's the fundamental things that aren't making you happy about your own life, it doesn't make any difference where you work. You're still going to take you with you, and you're going to get up in the morning and look at the same old person in the mirror. Where hmm, you didn't, and you the didn't only work. person you can change is you. Is you? <laughs> oh no, it's very oh that God. that's encouraging. I can't believe we're just now meeting. Honestly. I I live in a basement. I didn't even get out of the basement <laughs> for like the first fifteen years, and then when they when they fired everybody. The the manager, the director comes to me and goes, well, you know, um, we got to do this differently and we're going to have to change the way we buy stuff and manage and we're going to mm -hmm. farm it out. Will you contract out the jobs? And I'm looking at him like, go die. <laughs> but, of course, I didn't say that. Die! It's, um, oh, of course, anything you need, I'd be happy to. Of course, you know, I've run, our, run other companies. I can do this. Six months later... Um, I'm getting treatment every week for my neck. Mm -hmm. um, I, they're getting me a new desk that's supposed to be ergonomically Ergonomic helpful. Because, and you're getting carpal tunnel. Uh, I'm going blind. Yeah, I going need another <laughs> pair of glasses. Yeah. Oh, but they all call me boss because they think it's funny. And I'm going, I finally told them today, don't call me boss. I'm nothing more than the management slave. You're just the doer slaves. 
So quit whining, you know. But no, I because when they first let everybody go, I had to go back out in the field. And I did. It took a while, but I got in really good condition and I felt better. Mm-hmm. But you do pay a price for sitting at that desk. You do. You know, and yeah, I get it. I do, do a bunch of other stuff, but it's mostly service work. It's not anything really heavy duty. You know, I drive my truck up and make 14 trips out because I don't have everything. And Because you got out of, you got out of the habit, habit of carrying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I know mean, what they, you know exactly what to bring. They're very generous. <laughs> they buy very nice equipment for mm-hmm. us. It's just I don't do it all the time. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that was really lame. <laughs> but no, you've got to find what, what, I think it's so bad, that mentality. And I saw this in some of the older guys we had working there where they gain a ton of weight. They totally lose track with what's going on. They Mm -hmm. don't upgrade their skills. They don't care. They don't care. They're just blobs. They're taking up space. And thats I don't think anybody's going to survive with that mentality at all, especially not in today's market, in today's world. You know, losing skills and not being able to at least provide for yourself, I I think it's really important to have something you can offer. I don't care how old you are. But if you're non-functional, you know, that could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And we had guys, we had a couple of guys who were literally non-functional for a while. And finally, they let them go. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how any company can afford to have a, non, a non-producer. I agree. You know, and it's, it's just from their point of view, from the employer's point of view, or from your own. What's the point of, I, my brother-in-law was really interesting. He was a microwave engineer down mm-hmm. in um, Arroyo Grande. And he was 72, and he worked for Raytheon on the really creepy stuff. So, but he loved it. Mm-hmm. He was brilliant, and he wrote, he was a bicycle rider, big mm-hmm. time. Well, one day he went out and got hit by a car. It was over. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law was like, you know what? He was doing what he loved to do. He was, yeah, that's exactly right. And you can't sit at home in your nope. rocking chair. And nope. You know, yes, it was very hard on the family, all that stuff. It sucks, but, but it was, but it happens. And he he was loving his work. He was loving his bicycle, mm-hmm. and that was great. You know, so I think I think that's a better way to look at it. So, so the next time I fall off the ladder, I mean, I fall it off might the, be your last. But <laughs> I was, you went out with a smile. <laughs> you know how, how time stops, right? I was <laughs> on does. the way down. I thought, dang, should have had that bone density test. And then I hit really hard. That's funny. And everything worked. I thought, see, you just saved yourself 30 bucks. <laughs> That's my attitude. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank right. you so much for coming. Oh, well, today. thank you for inviting me. I was just... so blown away. I had no idea what you guys were about. Yeah, good. So well, this is great. This is it. Would well, you come back? Oh, sure. Yeah. Nice. We can always talk about something. There's lots of stories. Sweet. It's good. Well, thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you. It's good to meet you. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.